Hello everyone and welcome to the Brunton Bugle, the best place to get your Carl United fix in the podcast world. I'm Lee Rooney. And I'm Dan McLennan. On today's episode, the gloves are off and it's time to really rip into what's wrong with this Carl United team after a desperately poor performance in the 3-0 defeat in Northampton Town while we look ahead and pray to avoid a potential banana skin in the FA Cup clash with non-league Horsham at Brunton Park. Just, oh, that, just. That, that was close. I was rushing it in the end. I, I, you I was you were it. rushing it and then there was a very slight pause oh. at Brunton Park. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wasn't sure was about, the music was about to kick in or something. Because yeah. normally it's, it's three lines of the maxi dude and I'd stretch it to three and a half. And I was yeah. like, oh, is that pushing my luck a little bit there? But but yeah, but I mean, the interest is it all, doesn't it, Dan? We're, we're going to be... Uh, yeah. Being quite honest about the uh, performance last weekend against Northampton. Neither of us were there, we should say, but we've spoken to people who were there and they were very clear on how things went in that game. Um, how are you doing, mate? You all right? <laughs> yeah, not too bad, apart from uh, the disaster of last week. Yeah. Looking forward to the Cup, as always. Yeah, I always, always look forward to the Division. Yeah. It's one of the most w- exciting w- weekends of the year, isn't it? Would have preferred away to non-league, because we do oh, like yeah. a non-league away, but... Uh... Yeah, well... I'll, I'll take a draw <laughs> right now. He <laughs> gets the replay. It sounds yeah, that's how bad that. it is, isn't it? It is indeed. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty good myself. Went to watch uh, Man City against Club Bruges last night. Mm. Little uh, excursion to go tick off another ground. I'd never been to a football game up before. I've been to two gigs there. Away to Fun, funny noses, enough, but... I've never I've never done the City ground for a match yet. I've only done yeah. Uh, gigs. Yeah, I mean, same me. Oasis and Stone Rose. I think we were at the same Oasis gig, weren't we? I seem oh, to remember. Yeah, Oasis and uh, Robbie Williams. Oh well, that, that, that's so a that, different that, pairing. It, it was it was a present for the my other half. So, of course, yeah, of course, she, it was. You're not a fan, she, are you? Yeah, so there you no. go. Oh, I was singing along, especially <laughs> when the Razor was support. Uh, excellent, excellent. Well, let's get straight into it. I mean, news-wise, there's not really much to say than the Cumberland Clash Cup Clash update. Uh, 3-0 win over North Bank the other night. Goals from Killsby, Charters and Fishburne. Yeah, I think uh, two quite early goals in the first half sort of finished the game, Killsby and Charters, and then it was quite... Uh, I don't think they were at 100%. No. Fishburne got the late goal and uh, a routine winning into the uh, hat. Yeah, interesting that Charters played in this game. Charters and Lewis Spell, actually. Yeah, and Lewis Spell, yeah. 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 I, I think probably just because we haven't had... Much ma- match action, so possibly. I know, I suppose Charles gives a little bit of seniority, I suppose, as well. And yeah, it's one where they ty- try to use the local lads, don't they? I suppose, in yeah, that sense. Yeah. But there you go. So, yeah, 3 0 win into the next round. Um, yeah. uh, one little thing you've not put on because you yeah. sent this last night and it's happened today. Uh, next week, when it's the Radio Cumbria derby, as we mm. now call it, and Barrow have announced that they've sold all 1500 and it looks like they're not taking any more. No, interesting that one. I wonder if there's there's reasons for that. Is, is the waterworks not got a safe certificate at the moment because they didn't really feel they needed one, or is it maybe that they don't want that many more because of for police reasons? Are uh, the club a bit embarrassed that you know we'd be near enough? You know, about forty thirty percent of the crowd's going to be Barrow fans potentially. Yeah. The way it's going, <laughs> it's it's an interesting one that one, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, no fair play to them. Sold out the fifteen hundred, you know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we'd take similar down there, wouldn't we? But we can't because their ground's too small. But uh, there you go. Yeah, it's um, be fun when we get six hundred. 
Oh god, it's going to be a scramble, that isn't it? Yeah. That's going to that'll be an interesting afternoon to say the least. Yeah. Uh, well, we've put it off for a whole four minutes already, Dan. So let's get into it now. <laughs> Match review of the Northampton game. So uh, if Keith Miller wasn't aware of the task in hand as Blues lost four last weekend. I think he surely is after witnessing another dire 90 minutes from the Blues. I mean, yeah. they made an okay start by all accounts, but it's the well, same old story, isn't it? Basically. Yeah, I was, I was listening to it on the radio and, you know, it didn't sound, didn't sound too bad. And mm. then, you know, we, we make, there was a mistake, well, not a mistake for the first goal, mm. but, you know, you can argue that Clough got fouled, but, what, whether he did or not, we conceded a goal, and then it just yeah. the heads dropped, and that was it, wasn't it? You know, it was yeah. I mean, an easy afternoon for Northampton afterwards. Yeah, once again, we capitulated after going a goal behind, and we failed to get a shot on target across the ninety minutes. Yeah, that that is worrying again, and I think on the evidence of this game, it's going to be a long slog this season, isn't it? A long slog to January until yeah. we can actually get players in. We'll talk about. Getting players in later on in the I, I, review I section, mean, but jumping the gun a little here, but I, I think the one comment uh, from Paul Newton and Chris Lumsden on the radio was the lad Lewis scored that trick against us, and he just had an all right game. Yeah, he wasn't. You know, he didn't do anything. Amazing. He was obviously man of the match because he got a trick, but yeah. he was like six or seven out of ten. You know, just did his job. That's all yeah. they had to do. They just had to do their jobs. Well, I've had that to turn up essentially, and that that's worrying when. The opposition don't feel like they have to actually yeah. put any well, effort I, I, I think it came out afterwards. Uh, one one of the Northampton players or coaches had just sort of went, "Well, well, I've had an afternoons this season." You know, I think they were trying that's, to be polite. Yeah, you know, but that's still ripping that's, into us. But that's still pretty dismissive, isn't it? Of yeah, yeah. how strong we are. I mean, where, where do you start? I mean, let's get into. Let's start with the goal, shall we? Let's just yeah. talk about them. So, I mean, you've sort of touched on it already, but the first goal, Clough. I mean, maybe it's a foul, but I mean, he loses it too easily for me. He's got to be stronger yeah. than that. He's at, he's playing at League Two level now. You're gonna have fouls like or tackles like that coming on you, or you know, pressure put on you like that. You've got to be a bit stronger. But it does travel quite a distance from there, so it's not like you can just focus on that. Mello's one on one in this situation, and the pass goes. He follows the ball, and I've watched this again. I'm like, why is he doing that? Yeah. The play, it's going to a player who's got a player marking him already. He doesn't need another player there. And that makes it easy for the other player on the left to, to get away. It's basics, this, isn't it? Really it's basic re- following really the ball basic, and not following yeah. the man, basically. It's, it's really basic coaching stuff, this. Um, the, the fullback gets away. Uh, he's unmarked. He, he, he puts a low ball in, which Lewis slides into the net at the far post. Maybe Jack Armour a little bit ball watching on this. I, I'm going to defend Armour here because when mm. I've watched it, I've thought, what are the centre-backs doing? Mm. It shouldn't be getting to that side of the goal. Possibly. I mean, like, I, I, I did say maybe there because it's one of those ones you look yeah, at and you do yeah. think it looks like he is. But I think in, I, I think mean, it's harsh on him, if you know what I mean. McDonald slid in to try and stop it. But I mean, we'll, we'll talk about him in a minute, let's say the least. Um, Whelan, like you said, I don't think he's doing much there either. And no. It's one of those ones. He's, who's picking up your man running from midfield? Maybe your midfielders need to be there as well. I don't. I don't know. Uh, goal number two. I would just for <laughs> sake. What, what, do, what? do we have to talk about it? It's just like everything about this is like 
I'm I'm half tempted to go online, find an old copy of, of Danny Baker's own goals and gaffes on YouTube, and see if I can copy some of his chats about one of those goals over the goal, and see if it fits. Because I'm sure it will to some I've, of the things he said. In the I've past. seen better defending on a Sunday league ground, Carlisle, than this goal. Ah, I mean, it let, was let, atrocious. Let, let let's go from the very start here. So the ball's with Mellish on the right. He comes inside and he tries a cross field past Armour. And he completely asses it up, basically. It, it goes way behind Armour. He could have played a short five-yard pass to Clough, who then could have advanced down the middle. Yeah. Now, what I would say here is, right, everyone goes about this, but this is a long way away from the goal being scored. So that's not the fault of the goal being scored. That's just an, a, a, a sort of a, a byproduct, isn't it, almost, of like, Mellish has got to be better there. And that's why maybe he doesn't work in a midfield too. Again, we've got him down as a point to discuss in a minute. From there... Armour gets the ball, and Armour plays a pass to Guy. It's not a really a dangerous pass. There's, there's plays coming in, but the guy's got time. And he looks up, and I think he gets ahead of himself. And he forget he leaves the ball behind. It's not like even the ball gets... It's like it's one of those ones where you think, is there a puddle of water there? Has the ball got stuck in a puddle of water? But it doesn't. He literally leaves the ball behind. And suddenly the lad's away. You're like, oh, God. You, you can see what's coming here. So the lad's away on goal. What I'd give Guy credit for, though, is he gets back and he tries to put the tackle in. Um, Whelan's also in pursuit. This bit just... Uh, McDonald's barely walking back to the area. In fact, to be fair, actually, he gets back. He actually gets back. It's a little bit of a trot, but he gets back. And then he stands there and watches. Yeah. There's no real effort and... The ball comes to Lewis, and Lewis almost like stops as if to say, "Are you going to come and try and tackle me here? Yeah. Are you going to? No, you're not. All right, I'll take a touch and I'll slide it past the keeper. No worries. Thanks for the goal. All the best. See you later. That's what it felt like. It was embarrassing. It was like, I mean, Kelvin Miller. Where the hell was he? He got himself massively out of position. He was. If you watch actually back the video back to where Mellish gets the ball, he's ahead of Gibson. And there's no reason for him to be ahead of Gibson at that point. Gibson's not caught the ball, so he shouldn't be overlapping Gibson. <sighs> I'm just... I mean, Howard's got no chance with either goal, to be fair. That's, you know, you certainly can't blame him at all in this performance. Um, what, what's your thoughts on this goal? I don't know if you want to say any more. Uh, you've pretty much said it. It was just, it was just shambolic. It really was. It's... It, it, it's... It's... Sim- Symbiotic of a side that does not have a leader, does not yeah, have someone yeah. organised fence, and you watch it, and the, and guy does a sort of slap his hands on his thighs and arms up in the air, but there's no one there coming out saying, "Yo, sort yourself out. What are you doing? What, why are you standing and around?" The, to be fair, this is something that uh, Chris Lumsden's picked up on, sadly, several times in yeah. recent weeks. Yeah. You know, he, he's like Chris has been saying, you know. Where, why is nobody taking charge? Why is nobody dishing out the bollockings? Why is no yeah. one grabbing people and saying, come on, you know? And that's... The, we've already said in previous episodes, there's not really many leaders in our squad. You yeah. know, the experienced players, Howard's in goal, which he can keep an eye on the back four, but past that, he's, they're not, they're not going to listen, are they? Mm. You know, Alessandra up front, he's, he's not a, a vocal player. And there's mm. there's pretty much nothing else, is there? 
No, there, there, there isn't much, to be honest. If, if Yeah, no argument with that. Goal three was a penalty, handball against Armour. I've seen a few angles and I still can't work out whether it's a handball or not. And if it is, well, it looks very harsh, to be honest with you. To me, the referee never gave it. Not one Northampton player appeals and nobody in the crowd appeals. The line, there's one. The linesman sees fact, something that the I, I think five thousand others don't. I think the lad who crossed the ball did appeal. There's one Northampton player you see who appeals, and there may be a couple of fans, but like not like a huge handball shout. shout. Yeah, yeah. What I think it might be, and what Armour was claiming is that he struck his thigh, and it might have gone up off his thigh onto his hand. Which you know, what can you do with that, really? Well, that, that's not a penalty. Yeah, because that's ball to hand, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was. It was a ridiculous decision, but. It's, it's given, and to be honest, it's probably as much as they deserve because the first, by all accounts, the, the first 10 minutes of the second half, we were worse than even like the goals conceded, like the goal conceded in the first half. We just looked a mess. Yes. And if you watch back, there's one point where the ball comes to Mellish from a high ball in the box, and he tries to clear it, and he slices it back into the box. It's, it's ridiculous. And yeah, from there, not much happened. I mean, Overall, the game, I mean, Dickinson started the game. Well, he, if you watch the highlights, actually, Dickinson puts a really good cross in across the box. And McDonald, like, he almost tries to play the ball across, back mm. across goal instead of going for goal. Because I've heard a few people criticising Dickinson and saying, oh, he's out injured now. Oh, goody, he's not done much. I'm like, you know, he's, he's always overhitting his crosses. Like, he's not overhitting his crosses, just no one's getting into them. <laughs> yeah. There's no one in the box. Yeah. He put a decent striker in there and he probably would have four or five assists already this season. Mm. It, it's it's laughable. But, I mean, yeah, so he goes off and Christian Abraham's come on and, well, he's done now, hasn't he, by looks of things. And uh, it's 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 really pathetic how we continue to collapse in games. It really is. And, it, and it's, there's, there's no spine to the team. There's no one taking responsibility, no one showing any leadership. And we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this as well, but it you, comes you back could to be, the recruitment. You could be describing the club as a whole there, to be quite honest, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, you could. And it, but it, <laughs> Bar the odd person here or there, you know. Yeah, and it comes back to the summer recruitment, doesn't it, basically? Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. I mean, let's talk about some individual performances. We don't... We do this occasionally. We try not to do it every week because you could easily do it, but you've got to in this one. I mean, let's start with Rod McDonald. We can't avoid it. I mean, we've defended him on this programme before. Well, I have, particularly. Um in the past but there's no chance I can do after that second goal when I watch it but no 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 just can't I mean surely he must when they because they, they watch back the games on the DVDs and stuff don't they right surely he watches that back and looks at it and thinks god that does not look good that really doesn't look good yeah he's not like he's not like a Joe Riley type who's you know all arms and running and you're going to notice when he's running back his style's different he's not a, a pacey defender but to do I'd that, languid would describe his style. Yeah, wouldn't and it? you have you, know? and you, you have players like that. That's fine. Oh yeah, Some, yeah. Not every player is going to have the same sort of style. But to then well, stand look, and it, watch, it looks like he just gave up. Yeah, it looks like he gave up when he got to the area, doesn't it? Yeah. It, that that's you the know, thing that's, that's so if, frustrating. If he'd fired a tackle in and got a red, at least you say, well, at least he tried to get it. Yeah. But if, he if literally he, just that's if, it. If he doesn't look back at that and feel like he's embarrassed by it, then frankly, pay up his contract now and tell him to go. I don't care if he's one of the only experienced players in the squad. Yeah, That's how I'd feel after it. And that's from mm. someone who's defended him in the past. It, yeah. It's so frustrating. Cause, and the, the thing that drives me mad is that 
he's been a reliable player over clubs he's been to. He got the nickname Concrete Rod for a good reason because he was solid. Well, he's reliable. Two, two promotions he's had. Yeah, he's had two, possibly three. I can't remember. He's definitely had two, and he's played at League One level with Wimbledon and played a fair yeah. few games there. Yeah. How has he become such a bad player? And does what? What is wrong with our club? Mm. It, it, it's, it's weird, really weird. Um, Callum Guy. We all know what a quality player is. Have we got his brother this season? Let's get to the chase. Is, yeah. is it John Guy or someone playing? Because it's his it shadow of the same that the player was. It's just not the same player, is it? No, and and he was a quality player last season, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he, he was talked about for team of the season. You know, his yeah. assists were off the scale, you know. Yeah. I mean, when, when he first came in for the first couple of months till he got injured and the season curtailed, everyone thought, well, he looks all right. Yeah. And then when but he came back, he was fantastic last season. Yeah. This This, this is where... Keith Millen's in a position as a new coach, as a new head coach, someone coming in from the outside. He's got an p- opportunity here. I think he needs to give serious thought to taking the captaincy off him. And not in a, like a, a punishment way almost, just saying to him, you're still quite a young lad, you're only 24, it's your first time being yeah. a captain. Let, let, <laughs> Who do you give it to? Yeah, but <laughs> this is where you got from, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but, but like, just take it, just take the pressure off his shoulders. And say to him, you just go out and play your game. Don't worry about being captain. You just go out and play the way you were playing last season because we know you're a good player. Who would you give it to? I'd give it to Howard. What I'd do is I'd say, well, yeah, I'd say, yeah. I'd say to Mark Howard, right, come and extend your contract to the end of the season. Brilliant. Yeah, you're captain now. I know that might put out Marcus Norman's nose and think, well, that, does that mean I'm not number one anymore? Well, yes, it does. Because <laughs> we've got an experienced stopper in and we're in a situation where we can't afford to, to wait. Same with Lucas Jensen. If Burnley say, well, we want to take him back in January, well, well okay then. To be honest, I think if Howard extends, Jensen goes, doesn't he? Yeah, and I don't blame Burnley for that. I'm sure Burnley will be annoyed, but we've got our reasons for sticking yeah. with, you know, going with an experienced keeper. We have to. And I think it's one of the sensible things Skelton definitely did when he was in charge of saying he took a, what arguably was a brave decision to bring a keeper in and just stick him in his first choice. And yeah. From the outside. Someone coming in raw as well who'd not obviously been at a club so potentially could have been unfit he took that risk and it's fair play but yeah I'd, I'd seriously think about that because I think we all know Guy's a good player we all know he can be better even just say to him look I'm going to just for a while make him captain I know it's t- it'd be tough and he might be a little bit demoralised in the sense but you just say to him look don't worry about it what does he want to be known as the captain who takes a club down that's the risk he's got on his on his shoulders but yeah, yeah. but yeah um Onto his midfield partner, John Mellish. We absolutely love that, don't we? Love the effort he puts in. He's a little bit of a cult hero of what happened last season, you know, of all his goals, having to play in midfield for the first time. And there's, you cannot doubt the effort he puts in on the pitch. But I think it's time for him to have a break from the start 11. I don't think it's quite working. I think we're not having the same. I think he's actually doing okay in a midfield too, but. All the attributes that made him such a good player, we're not seeing now, are we? We're not seeing him get into the box and get on the end of shots and no, no. cause problems like that. We're not even seeing him do it on set pieces. He's so much more reserved, and that's not what John Mellish should be about. If you want, if you want, if you're going to play midfield too, and you want them to be solid and just do their jobs, he's not the man for that. Stick Taylor Charters in there. Stick Danny Devine in there. Put Joe Riley back into midfield. Any of those options. You're gonna get more for your, you know more bang for your buck. 
if you played a midfield three, I'd still play John Mellish, definitely. Because I think that the impact he can have going forward is there, but I don't know what your thoughts are on Mellish, Dan. Uh, yeah, I think he needs a, a rest. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd rest Mellish and Guy, to be honest. Uh, mm. I'd, I'd play Divine and Riley instead. Uh, Riley's been our best player, and Divine, in the snippets we've seen of him, as a quite a useful player, so but then they're, I mean, both, they're both fresher. Yeah, Divine wasn't even on the bench the weekend, though, was he? I mean, Charters was, and Charters yeah, came on yeah. against Oldham, didn't he? So I do wonder if maybe Charters would be ahead of Divine potentially. But the, I mean, like I say then I was going to say then you've got a really young midfield with Riley and Charters, but Divine's only two years older than Charters. <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah. think of him like as a twenty-seven-year-old, twenty-eight-year-old chiselled midfield who's been playing for years, but actually. Divine is not that old. <laughs> so it's one of those things you've got to remember as well. We, we just don't have much experience in midfield right now, really. Um, let's go on to first impressions of the manager, Dan. Um, it would be harsh to judge him on his first game. He's coming in raw. He's only had them for a few days. Yeah, we, we said that last week and Northampton yeah. are flying. Yeah, but but he's starting lineup, Dropping Riley for Miller despite the fact that Riley's probably been our best player. I mean, probably about it. he's been our best player this season. And then sticking with Alessandro and Clough up front, despite him not working, and then being too similar. Mm. Worries me that. It worries me the fact that his, his, his first major change was basically Mellorin for Riley, wasn't it? I think I think that's more round hole, round pegs in round holes. Mellor's a right back. I mean, Riley's right. good enough for right back. Yeah, but he's, we we see him more as a midfielder, don't we? Yeah, and I, I think I think he's. I mean, I'd, I'd be amazed if Riley doesn't start in midfield on Saturday. Yeah, I, I think he will. I think it'll probably be Mellish regardless of who him. else gets picked. You know, I think it'll be. Right. I, I, th- I think from what he's said, you know, we've we can't really do much in terms of recruitment till January. Yeah. So it will be round pegs in round holes wherever possible. Yeah. I mean, there's some people who do... Uh, I saw some people on Twitter and other places suggesting that it was Skelton that picked the team and Colin saying, again, we need to get Skelton out of the club and thing. I mean, it's absolute nonsense that the yeah, Skelton picked yeah. the team. Millen was very clear. To be fair, Millen was very clear before the game. He said, there won't be massive changes to the team this weekend because I'm only coming in and I'm basically working from a starting point. What, what Skelton managed to do over the few games, was get us to look a little bit tired. Not massively, but a little bit tighter and a little bit more effective than we ever did in the last seven or eight games under Beach. And then it all came crashing apart and that's not necessarily Millen's fault, it's not Skelton's fault. It just shows how fragile that squad is right now. Yeah. That's what it shows. So I think this nonsense of, oh, you know, that Skelton was the issue of the week, it's nothing to do with that. It really no. isn't. Just just, just forget that. Um I mean, to be honest, the, the squad's just a bit shit, isn't it? <laughs> if we look at it, we got. I think we probably got overexcited in the summer. We, I think we thought we, we were going to get a striker. We didn't know Hayden was going as well, did we? So we could we we could do a full episode on the glaring holes in our squad. You know, yeah. we're not yeah. going to go on about it forever because you all know what the problems are, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's the fact that we're lacking quality in key areas and actually players who previously looked really good for us don't look any good anymore. They look, I mean, Jack Armour's one of the best examples how brilliant he was last season. He looks a shadow of the player he was. Yeah. 
And that's that's not fair on a young lad like that. The fact that all the no, pressure's on him in a relegation battle. Not getting another left-back in. Someone who could cover left-back and centre-back, maybe even. That looks well, like a lady. I, I, I said a left-sided Whelan, basically, didn't I? Yeah. You know, who can cover both. Yeah, that's probably what we needed. And we ended up with... Well, let's, let's talk about Jonathan Dinze another time. Just utterly ridiculous, isn't it? Um, interesting criticism of the subs by Millen, I thought. Um, it was nice to hear this, actually, because you don't hear it often from manager. And he said... He suggests that he needs to see a lot more from the subs when they come on. Now, I don't think this was in reference to Riley, do we? Because I think no. it was a reference to forward players, basically. And yeah. Riley only came on for the last eight minutes or so. And he and he did specifically say after the game, didn't he, that Riley was unlucky to be dropped, actually. He'd done nothing wrong. He just maybe wanted to tighten things up, make it more defensive-minded. But it was very quite clear that he was referring to Manpal and Abrahams in particular because he was on for most of the game, wasn't he? Abraham's has got to be really careful. He's looking like a real waste of a signing right now. And at the moment, if he's not careful, he'll be end up like a Billy Rookie in a couple of years. Or even, even closer than that, potentially by the end of the season. They might say, just, you want to find another club, knock yourself out. He's not doing anywhere yeah, enough to He's, he's on a two-year deal. <laughs> That's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's not... Look, I mean, he, he really needs to pull his finger out his backside. And pronto, because... Yeah, things didn't go off to a great start. I know he's upset about the whole booing of the taking in the knee and stuff like that. Fine, I understand it. That would upset him. But he put in some okay performances after that. You know, we started to think, you know, he, look, he looks an all right player. But in the last two months, I've seen nothing. Nothing no, to suggest no, he's, a, no. he's a football league standard player in the slightest. Yeah. There's nothing there. And it, like I said, it's just nice for a manager to come out and say, actually, you know, subs came on. They didn't do enough. Yeah, You've got yeah. to do more. You've got to impress me. And I'd wonder if Brad Young might look at that and say, well, they didn't do enough. I deserve a start next time instead of I deserve to be ahead of them. One, think. Just, just while you mention Young, obviously jumping the gun here a bit, is he available this week, do we know? Well, that's a question. Is Jensen, Young and Dinze? I'd imagine Dinze will be. I can't see Arsenal yeah. objecting to <laughs> yeah. him playing. Because even, even if they put some kids out in the first round of the game, he's going to be nowhere near the squad for them yeah. either way. Um, I don't know what I mean. He's on a season-long loan, so technically they've no reason to say no. Yeah. But if they're looking and thinking, if if he isn't allowed to play, that would be a very clear indicator that they're not happy about the game time he's getting. Oh, yeah, if he's not playing enough sort of thing. That would be a sign of, oh, he might be going back in January, actually. Yeah. So that's that That would be a, a worry for me if that was the case. Um, because did he not make an FA Cup appearance for Villa last season? Yes, he was part of that young team that played against uh, Liverpool in the Cup. That's correct, First yeah. First round because of all the COVID issues, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, just... How do we sort out this defence, Dan? That's that's a big concern, though, isn't it? We begged Clint Hill to come out of retirement <laughs> pronto. I'd, I'd, I'd beg Dean Warren to come out of retirement and he just had a hip replacement <laughs> a couple of months ago. Yeah. I'd have him in the team ahead of McDonald at the moment, the way McDonald's playing. It's... Well, at the moment, based on last week, McDonald doesn't get in the 18 for me. I, I, I'm going to get on to this when we do the preview uh, bit, but I probably still would play him now. I'll explain when we get to that bit in, in the film. And even though I'm not it's, impressed with him, it's, it's a tough it's, one. It's, it's tea time when we record this. I can't confirm if Lee's been on the drink all day <laughs> no, or what. No, I know, I know, it's just case, doesn't it? But I mean, like I said, McDonald's totally gone at the moment. Whelan's gone backwards from the start of the season. Feeney's probably the only one who's 
shown something in recent weeks, but he, he's been dropped from the team suddenly. And he maybe lacks a little bit of pace. Maybe that's one issue with Feeney. Yeah. Uh, but so what many many low league defenders do, and they, they cope perfectly fine yeah, with it yeah. by adapting their game. Um, I mean, as for Dinzey, I mean, what what the hell is the point of that transfer right now? It's, it's, it's absolutely it's, 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 it's unfair that. on the lad because he's yeah, been yeah. prepared to come 300 miles. It's I, quite clear that he was seventh choice. Yeah, he's squad padding, which is embarrassing, really. We shouldn't be going to Arsenal and saying, could we borrow one of your players basically to pad our squad out? Yeah, yeah. We should be going to Arsenal saying, we want a player to come in and we want to develop him because he, we, we think he might yeah. be a decent well, player. No, we, we shouldn't be having to go to Arsenal. No. We, we should be able to get Newcastle or Everton or yeah. you know, Leeds, all, all these clubs that have bought players off us in recent years. And is it that bad that we can't say, yeah. hey, you know, you know, you took Jared off us. Any chance you've got a, a centre-back who needs a few games for half a season? Or, yeah. you know, Leeds, you, yeah. you took two of our lads. Does anyone need a game? Yeah. I think Leeds are quite particular about who they loan players. Le- out, Leeds, Leeds are funny with it, but even so, you know, I mean... I think I think even that's changed a little bit where they sort of realise that the need games now. You yeah. know, I mean, daft as it sounds, you could take McCarron on loan to play left back. He's a left back these days, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, you could do. Right. It's yeah, it's just it really infuriates me more. I was, I was when I went to the City game last night. I was with um, John Begee, one of our listeners. He runs a baseball podcast. If you might know who he is, and we were talking about the the whole defense thing, and I said like. It genuinely, I look back now and it infuriates me that Aaron Hayden was sold on the opening day of the season effectively, right? There was then three and a half weeks until the transfer window closed. Yeah. Right? And we got, we know we got about 200 grand from selling him. Decent money for a lad who was out of contract at the end of that season and clearly was not going to extend it any further. Okay. Why are we not taking 50 grand of that and saying, right, let's reinvest it and find a centre back? At a yeah. National League club, someone like that, who's played a good, maybe a good 100, 150 games at that level, been a good player, signing them up with that 50 grand, you know, maybe throw a few add-ons into them saying, if we get promoted, we'll give you this much, yeah, which will yeah. be money well spent, because if we go up, you know, that, that's that's what you want. Yeah, well, the crowds had raised anyway, which we yeah, paid yeah. for it. So. Do that and show you really actually want to go up and you want to do well. Because we were significantly weakened by Hayden's disappearance. I mean... Let's let's forget Tanner for a minute because Tanner went very late on, and we got a replacement in him with experience, and that's fine. I can deal with that. That that's fine. Tanner bit, put it to one side, but the Hayden bit, we lost our best centre back comfortably. Our best centre back, right? Someone who was an aerial threat in both boxes could defend really well, really good for set pieces, not just scoring goals, but causing problems. Basically, winning flick ons and throw ins as well, right? And we never once looked like we were interested in replacing him. Yeah, never once. Yeah, where where the hell's your bloody director of football at this point? And the, the should be doing his job and getting a replacement. The contrasting attitudes from Chris Beach around the transfers of Hayden and Tanner is remarkable. Yeah, that infuriates me. Ha- as well. Hayden, oh well, he's got an opportunity. Blah blah blah. Tanner got blamed for the sinking of the Titanic. Yeah, and there was pretty much a suggestion oh, he's only going there to sit in there under 23s. Well, tell you what, he's playing every week from the moment. Yeah, and they love yeah. Him. so he's, he's, he's proved that one wrong, hasn't he? Yeah. There seemed to be, there was a bit of bad blood there at the end and I wonder if George is almost seeing what's happening and like, 
you know what, I need to take my chance to get out now. Yeah. And when the Bristol City interest was there, he's like, well, if they offer what I can on release clauses, then there you go. But yeah, it's just not replacing Hayden. It still baffles me to this day. And it's one of those things that I really think Holdsworth deserves a grilling on. And if he's, oh, I just deal with the manager. It's like, not be funny, but you should be saying to the manager, your defence looks weaker. We need to get, an, let, let's get a quality player in to replace this thing. If Beats genuinely thought we could cope without Hayden, then he's mad. Then he quite frankly deserved to be sacked. But I don't reckon he did. I reckon there's, there's probably said, oh, well, we're, we're going to keep on that way. We're not going to reinvest it. Because let's be honest, we're going to be paying peanuts of Dinsay's wage. Peanuts. Oh, yeah. if, if 500 anything, quid a week, maybe, of it. Probably not even that. That Most of these teams don't even ask for contributions now. Yeah. And if we are paying any more, then it's embarrassing because we're not even. Yeah. He, can't even he can't even make the match day squad, Dad. It's not even yeah. a case of like he's on the bench and not able to get in. He can't even yeah. make a match day squad. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll just we'll move on in a sec. But I mean, quickly, people have mentioned free transfers, and Millen's been very clear. Look, we've got to be careful on that one. And actually, me and you've both had a look, aren't we, on transfer market at the players available who've last there, played in other divisions? There isn't. Because you look, there's a few there. But actually, then when you check when they last played, some of them are over a year ago. Two, three years ago, they're clearly retired. You know, it's... Yeah. Like, Chris O'Grady's listed. Like, well, he's not going to play again. He's not played for, like, 15, 16 months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, da- people said David Wheater, but David Wheater made it very clear on Under the Cosh podcast that he's more or less retired now. Unless yeah, he got yeah. a really extraordinary offer, which we're not going to make, let's be honest, whether he's based in the North East or not, and it's easy for him to get over. We're not going to make an offer that really probably grabs his attention enough yeah I mean I look through them maybe David Nugent as a forwards maybe one but I'd imagine he'd probably he, quite did, comfortable didn't it was it Tranmere who was that last season he didn't do much there but didn't he, he's still ex- he's an experienced head though isn't he I suppose that's the one where you look at it there's yeah. a couple of centre backs in the championship I look at and think maybe they'd be worth a look but that's about it and I, even them I've looked well, are they going to lower themselves to our level we were lucky last season with Reese Bennett we were lucky because... Oh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't happen often, does it? No. The, the the last two we've done, Clint Hill and Reese Bennett, both had close connections to the managers that they came in. To yeah, play yeah. That's the difference. The only other one I saw is Nathan Thomas at Hamilton, but uh, I wonder if he'll really want to come back for a third spill. I don't know, but we'll have to wait and see with that one. <laughs> Yeah, Nathan Thomas is uh, long-term injury now, isn't he? He is, yeah. I think he's recovering when it was on his Insta feed, wasn't it, the other day? I think that's that's something that came up. So I'd imagine he's one that's probably not that fussed about coming straight back into football just yet. But, I mean, if he was getting towards fitness in January and we were desperately need a place, I'd, I'd, I'd take him back. He's got a positive, you know, the way he plays is very positive. He runs at players. He, he can have a shot from distance and things like that. I genuinely think he's a player you'd look and think, right, yeah, maybe maybe take him in and see how he does, potentially. Though I wouldn't be surprised if Hartlepool actually went for him actually when he's back fit again because obviously they're back in the league now. So better location for him, I suppose. He's based in the northeast. Um, not much else to cover as the Dan, I think. No, we're all getting angry. <laughs> no, I think we've we've done as much as we can, and yeah, just just yeah, just one thing after another, isn't it? So. We'll take a little break now and we'll be back in just a sec and we'll be talking about the Horsham game. So we'll be back just then. Hello, 
are back for part two, Dan. We're looking ahead to the Horsham game now. And as usual, the second half of the show this season has been sponsored by the Car United Supporters Club, London Branch. The London Branch is open to all Car United fans. They've got members from Cornwall to Dundee and Houston to Singapore. And of course, every part of London and the South East and also in Cumbria. They regularly meet up on away trips as well as arranging many social events and supporters games and fundraising for the club. They'll be providing us with information for the away games as part of the preview section this season too. You can find out more about London Branch at their website, carlalondabranch.org. Um, first up, Dan, we've got the catching up with the opposition section, haven't we? And it's a belter this week. Uh, this week we spoke to Horsham fan John Dalby, who's a member of the Lardy Army. Um you're going to talk about their incredible FA Cup run that the Hornets have been on this season, despite their poor performances in the league, uh, what it's like following a non-league club full-time, and we also got an explanation uh, to the story behind the Lardy Army uh, thing. So we'll play that bit just now. John, thanks for giving up your time today to speak to us about all things Horsham, because it's, it's strange. When we do these things normally, we talk to fans of EFL clubs, and we've got a, a fairly decent understanding of most other League Two sides, but Horsham is a complete new world to us we don't know anything about the club so you're going to take us on a little bit of a journey today and I think it's fair to say it's been a long old journey for the Hornets to get to this stage in the FA Cup hasn't it yeah because you it, it, it has yeah yeah I mean um, seven ties you've played haven't you so far so yeah this will be eight eight the eighth game on um on Saturday um so we've had three replays um and uh yeah we've not had it easy at all mm. you know each game has been pretty tough we played the top team in the league below us the top team in our league um, and then Eastbourne in the league above us, and then Woking in the conference. So we've kind of stepped up a level each time. Um, and, and you're probably aware our form in the league isn't too hot. We've only won once um, all season, so so the cup has been a bit of a relief. And you know we've we've outperformed ourselves. You know we really have. We've kind of really really done the team proud. And um, yeah, we, we, it's been really impressive. You know the, the win over Woking was something special the fact that you've been beating teams in each league better each time it's got me a little bit yeah. worried now because because <laughs> we're, we're not great this season let's just put yeah, it away yeah. um <laughs> how much does it mean though to, to a club like Horsham because you know the level you're at it's 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 level seven isn't it I think in the uh in it the is, pyramid yeah. isn't it and you know chances like this to play against an EFL side don't come up too often they think Swansea was the last time you, you played one about 2008 and 2007 sorry and, and, 2007 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. what is it what is it like to the fans that not just be able to play a club but also coming all the way up north and it's a long journey but all the way up to Carlisle <laughs> to play at Brunton Park uh, I mean it is a, a huge thing this is our FA Cup final um, you know you often kind of hear kind of, kind of uh, the media patronising clubs of our size but mm-hmm. you know this really is our cup final it's only the fourth time we've reached the first round um, you, know, as, you know, first time since 2007 when we actually got to the second round of played Swansea. Um, and, you know, 1947, 1966, uh, 2007 and now 2021. You know, 140-year history of the club. <laughs> it's happened four times. So, you know, the when the goal went in against Woking, uh, you know, about five minutes to go, you know, that last 10 minutes, it was it was absolutely brutal. Uh, you know, kind of the, the, the whole ground erupted, capacity crowd um into our you know fairly new ground and it absolutely you know it was it was a really special moment um and ever since then you know you know we went and watched the draw in the clubhouse um when we drew carlisle you know we got a league club you know it was everyone was pleased you know yes we talk about the kind of the distance and, and stuff like that but you know 
we got a club and a tie that captures the imagination, you know, playing Carlisle, a league club, um, a club that has at some stage kind of, you know, sat atop the whole football pyramid. Oh, don't remind uh, us. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, yeah, so when we, you know, so to Carlisle, it's clearly it's a long, it's a, it's a, it's a long, uh, long old uh, distance, um, but it's somewhere, you know, no one, no, none of, you know, we've never been before as a club. Um, it's the furthest we've ever been before was uh, Nottingham, I believe, um, mm. and that was back in 1940s. Um, and so, yeah, you know, ever since the draw, everyone has been kind of talking about like how we're getting up there, who's going up on Friday, who's going Saturday, who's staying until Sunday, you know, trains, um, driving, there's the coach, uh, the club have put on, club done a great deal on a coach, mm. um, that's going up and back on the day. So, you know, everyone is kind of making every effort to go and everyone's just excited. We've got a, you know, a fans WhatsApp group that, you know, everyone's kind of talking. It's it's constant messages, constant kind of you know uh, discussion about the great game. Everyone's excited. I mean, it's part of the adventure, isn't it? Having a, a long Absolutely. trip, almost. You, you, you'd almost think. I mean, if you got Crawley, I know it's a, a close game yeah. to you, but it's not quite as exciting going eight miles up the road, is it? Really, in that sense. Uh, exactly. You know, yeah. we, there, there were games we wanted, games we didn't want. You know, you definitely don't want um, another non-league team. Mm. You know, now you're here, you want a you know kind of a big name, a big club. Somewhere new, somewhere different. Yeah, Crawley would have been, um, yeah, fairly disappointing. Although you know, it's always good to <laughs> <Yeah>. lock horns. <laughs> Local derby, isn't it? Um, yeah. How long have you been following the club, then, mate? Uh, just is it the only club you follow? Because it's a weird question to ask, you know. But because you know, a lot of people follow non-league teams, but obviously follow big teams as well, don't they? Are they the only yeah. team you follow? Um, so no, I do have a big team. <laughs> um, so you know, um, but. You know, I have a big team that I, you know, I can watch on TV. Um, you know, so it's Spurs for my sins. Um, but, you know, that, I, I go perhaps, you know, once a season, once every two seasons. Yeah. You know, I'm a proper tourist fan when it comes to Spurs. But, you know, Horsham's my club. You know, I've, I've been a Horsham fan since uh, 1989. That was my first game. My yeah. dad took me um, as a teenager. And, um, you know, I've, you know, basically they've, they've been my club ever since. Um you know, when you're watching a non-league club, when you watch a club and you're there in a crowd of less than 200, it it kind of means something. And I'm not yeah. saying it doesn't mean something for, you know, Carlisle or anyone, you know, clubs all the way up the, the ladder. But you, you have a connection. I certainly have a connection yeah. with the club and I know a lot of the other fans. They really do have a connection with the club. Um you know, so you know, they are my team. I, you know, I, I, you know, support them over and above Spurs, and yeah, you know, and a lot of the other fans. They've all got second clubs. Yeah, um, you know, but Horsham is very much the first club. Brilliant. Uh, what's the standard of football like at your level? Because I mean, I watch a little bit of non-league football where I am. I live in Liverpool, so I go to watch Prescott okay. Cables every now and then, and I yeah. also try to watch Workington, who's our local non-league yeah, yeah, club in yeah. Cumbria, it's, it's every chance to get. Um, and it, you get some decent teams at the level. I understand that you guys actually like to pass the football a bit, don't you? Because you'll certainly enjoy the Brunton Park pitch because it's like a bowling green at times. <laughs> well, that, that, that is good to hear. Yeah, we we do play fairly decent football for our level. We like to think we do. I'm not, you know, again, we're second bottom of the league this season, so I'm not sure how successful that is. Um, but, you know, it's like most leagues, the, the quality varies, 
um, you know, and the quality varies based on money. You know, money does have a huge impact at yeah. at this level. You know, a bit of money in, and you you can see players coming in from a you know kind of long distances, and you know the clubs um, go up. But um, yeah, we 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 try to keep it on the ground. We try to play nice football. We've got a four G pitch, um, great facilities oh. our our stadium. Um, so you know it benefits us to play proper football. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean. We've always tried to play like that, but, you know. Yeah. Um, there always seems to be a few sort of clubs in sort of the, the M25 belt sort of areas, and they? they've yeah. got a bit of money, don't they? And, you know, they, they throw it about, and it just seems to jump from one club to another every few seasons, doesn't it? But you guys clearly yeah. haven't been one of those clubs down the years, it's probably fair to say. No, no. So, I mean, we've we've been through the mill in kind of recent years. So, you know, we, we became homeless in 2008 and then spent 10 mm. years kind of drifting around various, various places we got our new ground moved in in 2019 um you know played half a season there and then of course covid hit so we we get to kind of have a full season in there um we're probably fairly well off as a club you know you know compared to some of the others um but but we're not kind of doing the billericke or you know yeah. stuff like that where you kind of throw money at you know players and then your chairman gets bored and wanders off yeah um but yeah you do see it yeah. Um, so let, let's talk about the actual team then. Who, who would you say the star men on your side that United fans need to look out for at the weekend? Well, I don't want to give too much away, you know, <laughs> kind of in case you've got, you got your scouts listening. But um, no, I mean, um, so, you know, the, the big players, um, hopefully he's going to be fit, is uh, Shamir Fenelon. And so he's had had some time actually at Crawley and played okay. league football. Um, so he's, he's our striker, but he's, he's struggled for fitness this season. He hasn't started for... For a few weeks, so it's it's touch and go whether he'll be ready for Saturday. Um, you got you got um, Charlie Harris. He's our kind of cultured midfielder, um, kind of silky, uh, silky touch. He's um, um, a bit good on free kicks. Um, if he, he can get into the game and he can kind of you know start controlling things, then you know he he could be um, you know a bit of a danger. And then Lee Harding, he's probably been our best player this season he's a he's a kind of winger tends to play on the right can play on the left and and through the middle um but he's got pace he's been working really hard this season um and you know it's it's, it's really paid dividends so yeah those those are probably the best you know kind of my favorite anyway this season and your gaffer's been in charge for quite a while hasn't he i seem to remember he's doing quite a good job yeah, though. yeah it's about five five six seasons i can't remember exactly um he, you know he took over when we were at you know, at our lowest, we'd just got relegated back to the county league for the first oh, time wow. since the forties, and you know it was, it, you know, it was pretty desperate times. Um, he came in, galvanised the the club, um, you know, brought in players. We got promoted at the first time of asking back to kind of the you know, the normal level. And then after three seasons there, we won in the playoffs and got back up to um, the Isthmian Premier, which is where we are now. So yeah, Dom. In Dom, we trust. He's um, you know a- a- absolute legend. Brilliant. Now I'll ask you for your prediction in a minute, but before we do that, <laughs> I've got to ask you a question. All I've had to be asking about is the Lad Army. What's yeah, this yeah. all about? What's this obsession with Lad about? <laughs> well, you know, um, so probably about twenty-five years ago, um, a fairly bought well, a, a, a small group of fans went to a um, a game and. Um, they, they, I don't know. They just got together and decided. Actually, look, we want to get behind this team. You know, again, kind of watching them with a crowd of hundred and hundred and fifty, and 
you know, it was a mutual love of kind of, you know, various vices. So your beer, your greasy food and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, from that, um, you know, kind of the affinity with the club grew. And um, so in in those early days, they used to send bars of lard to opposition chairmen, you know, ahead of big games. Um, okay. So, like, it, it, just as a kind of a friendly, you yeah. know, the Lardy Army is coming. Here's your bar of lard. <laughs> you know, generally it was kind of fairly well accepted. There were the odd occasion where people took it as um, a bit of a an affront or a bit of a, you know, an insult. You know, maybe those on the kind of more rotund side. Um, so we continued it, and it's it's just stayed. So the name, the Lardy Army, is is is, is it's stuck for kind of you know those fans who like to think of themselves as. As you know, like in the finer things in life, if you like, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so we have a whole load of songs, a whole load of you know our own kind of you know we we just try not to sing what we call league songs. Yeah. We, we'll we'll make our own songs. Lots of disco classics, some <laughs> that are probably we probably shouldn't sing nowadays, but um, you know it's all 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 in good fun. Well, I'll just tell you what our, our chairman uh, is a butcher. So you might appreciate oh, you sending him a, <laughs> sending him up a lot. You might appreciate it. You never know. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, John, it's been brilliant talking to you, but let's let's have your prediction for the weekend. Okay, well, look, I, I'm confident. Um, you know, our run has been be. good, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I'm I'm not going to be greedy. So I'm going to take a one all, and we'll we'll bring you back down, Horsham, and um, we'll, we'll do you there. Do you know what? I'd quite happily accept a draw, not in the sense of that we're that bad and we should nearly need a draw. No. I just like to come down and tick off the ground. <laughs> That's yeah, the reason yeah. I want to come down. Tick off a new ground, I'll probably never get another chance to go. So, But, I mean, uh, we'll, we do our predictions at the end of the show, but I think I'm yeah. going to go for a very close win for us. Very close, which is, if you played us last season, we probably would have batted you. But this yeah, season, yeah. not confident well, at all. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I'm just looking forward to it. We're, we're going to have a great old day. I really hope you do. John, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. No problem. Appreciate that. Cheers. Thanks once again, John, for giving up his time to speak to us. Uh, really hope he enjoys the trip this weekend. Hopefully not too much, because if he really does enjoy the trip, that's not going to be good news for us, is it? I think it's fair to say. But nice little chat. Nice to find out about the the whole Lardy Army thing, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, the club retweeted today that uh, a block of lard has been received. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. That's It's a lovely little thing, that, isn't it, non-league? You get these little stories sometimes, don't you? You get, you do get these, like, mad bands of fans that, like, follow these teams religiously don't they and yeah, really yeah. get behind them which is really really good to see and uh no i no, really do hope they do enjoy the weekend maybe get a consolation goal maybe that'll that'll be nice wouldn't it i suppose 89th no, minute when we're we need four a clean up. sheet <laughs> harsh we, we, we do need a clean sheet really the way we're playing at the moment but uh there you go so yeah uh horsham the visitors this weekend and uh referee is lewis smith um it is a. Uh, he's actually he's actually not an EFL referee. He's currently a National League and Premier League Two level referee, and this is the first time he's going to take charge of a game involving an EFL side. Uh, in terms of professional, like outside of like Premier League Two games, he's taken charge of six games this season so far, handing out nineteen bookings and one red card. Before we go on to the, in fact, to, should we do the um, play for both first before we do the talking about previous non-league games, Dan? This, yeah, this is a belt. We- we have found a player who played for both teams. Because we were worried really, that there wasn't going to be any. Yeah, we? such is our dedication to Statoland. Mm. And the, it is the one and only, born in fleet, mm. Alex Haddo. Alex Haddo. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, started his career at Reading as a youth. Uh, made a couple of appearances for them before he joined us in 0102. Uh, it was at the time when we just had an influx of players who'd come in, play a handful of games and disappear, and then the next batch would come in. But uh, it did really happy for him, and he sort of went into non-league. He actually went to Hartley Wintney, mm. and then Aldershot. Sounds like a lawyer's that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had a good, solid couple of seasons at Slough. Uh, he was quite established there, scored a few goals, maybe 60-odd appearances. Mm. And then he just sort of did the uh, the Southern non-league circuit, Eastleigh, Salisbury City, Hampton and Richmond, Bognor Regis, and then his last club listed is Horsham. Yeah. And uh, a little Googling did find match reports featured in him. And uh, yeah, a uh, inter- couple of interesting stats with Haddo. He was called up to the England futsal squad mm. in squad squad in 2005 and made a number of appearances for the side. And such is our dedication to find out what these people are up to now. We can confirm he's now a physiotherapist in Austria. Oh. That's quite quite yeah. ironic, isn't it? We're dealing with injuries because uh, the reason he left us obviously was the fact that he he picked up a cruciate ligament injury, didn't he, in a a game at Darlington. Now, this game at Darlington is famous for one of a thing, isn't it? It is the game that Tino yes. Asprea was paraded by George Reynolds before the match, wasn't it? When they were yeah. going to sign him. He obviously never turned up in Darlington in the end after that. But yeah, it was. I think it was. I think Richie Foran got his first goal for us in that game as well, I think. I think he might have even missed a penalty in that match too. It was 2-2 draw, I seem to remember. But I remember the injury because it was, it was back at Feetums, wasn't it? At the old ground. Yeah, I used yeah. to love going to Feetums. Feetums was proper a proper... Ground. Proper football league ground, and that that alley to the uh, the away end uh, could, could could get interesting, couldn't it? Before games occasionally, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I remember because it was like it was that stand alongside the pitch, wasn't it? And it was like seating on the top and terracing the bottom, like a a very small version of the paddock and uh, main stand at, at Carlisle. And then you got round part of the goal as well. It was yeah, it was a proper ground. Yeah, but I was standing at the front, and I remember it was right in front of me that happened. It had it, he went to get a ball, and he sort of turned on it, and he and he and he, and he his knee just buckled, and he went, and he was down in agony. And Dolly runs on, and I think he convinced Dolly that like, I'm I'm okay to carry on. I'm I'm, I'm fine. I'm sure, I remember this really clearly, and he he, he was fine. And it, maybe it wasn't as bad an injury at that point. But then, literally about two minutes later gets the ball in the same area, turns, and it went, and you heard it go, and you heard him like screaming, yeah. and, and you were like, oh, that doesn't look good. That really doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah. I remember, because at that time, he'd signed on a month-to-month deal. That, that, like, like you said, that was a time we had loads. Like, I'm, I'm going to list a few of them here, some, some absolutely belting names we had here on the short-term deals. You ready for these, Dan, right? Austin Berkeley, he was one of them. Um, Stuart Elliott, who we mentioned a few times on the play for yeah. both, haven't we? Sean Fryers... Uh, we mentioned Haddo. Phil Hadlam was on a loan deal. I think he was Mo Harkin, Shea I was Hughes. Say, I was waiting for Mo Harkin to appear in the list. Yeah. Mo Harkin, Shea Hughes. Um, who else we got down the list here? Uh, da, 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 Ryan Braybrook. Ryan Braybrook, yeah. Steve Skinner. Jeez, that, that's going uh, back a bit, isn't it? To, to be fair, Skinner had come through our youth at some point. And yeah, but he went to Britain, didn't he? Yeah, it's very bizarre. I mean, loaning a player from Gretna, that, that was quite a low point, really, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and Scott Willis as well, obviously, played. he was a one-game one day, played the opening day, same yeah, game yeah. as Peter Murphy. But yeah, I remember because Haddo had agreed uh, a one-year deal with us that week, but he hadn't signed it yet. But the club, to be fair with them, I mean, this was a time, you know, of Knighton and all the issues and with money and stuff like that. 
the club honoured that contract and he got the full year thing, didn't he? Obviously, he left at the end of it. But that was a pretty decent thing to do. The club didn't have to do that. Um, but yeah, no, no, it was an interesting one, wasn't he, really? I, I think he looked like quite a decent little play, you know, little tidy bits of football, but just rotten luck with injuries, wasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Nothing much uh, he could like, do. You know, he, he did play a few years and, you know, some, some of these non-league clubs down south, they do pay quite good wages. Yeah. There's, there, there is a bit of money in some of these clubs, so, yeah. you know, you can... Yeah. You could be earning a few hundred and have a job, you know. Yeah, so. and, he, and he had some decent job. He was a lecturer as well, I think, for a short while at Chichester, yeah. I think, at university there. So, fair play to the lad. Uh, well, let's talk then now about, we, we said we're going to talk about this week. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit about our history against non-league teams, basically, in, in the FA Cup. Because um, actually, touch wood, tempting fate here, we've got quite a good record, haven't we, Dan? Is it fair We've got say? a very good record, to yeah. be fair. There's... There's only been the odd blooper. I mean, you sent me over a list of all the games uh, the other day. You didn't include the pre-war games. I did notice that, actually. So I've dropped them in as well at the bottom. Some interesting ones in the pre-war ones, actually. Um, in terms of... if we, We'll talk briefly, then, first, about the pre-war games, actually. Because obviously football was very different back then, wasn't it? So uh, in terms of pre-war, we had five games. And um, we lost two of those. But this is obviously a time where... Non-league teams were not necessarily much worse off than league teams, weren't they? Yeah. I think it's fair to say there was there was quite a you know some very well-paying non-league teams at that point. Um, so I mean, we we played Tunbridge Wells Rangers, Yorkshire Amateurs. They're making a bit of a comeback, aren't they? I've noticed that recently. They've been in like the FA yeah, Trophy yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, Denby United. Now we won all three of those games, but then we played Cheltenham Town, who were the first team non-league team to beat us in the FA Cup. They beat us two-one at Brunton Park, and then we lost to Wigan Athletic. 6-1 at Brighton yeah. Park. Now, what I should note by this point, another Wigan team, Wigan Borough, had been in the league before that, hadn't they? But they yeah, then resigned yeah. from the league. And I think most of the players from Wigan Borough went to Wigan Athletic. So they effectively had a very strong team for a non-league side, didn't they, back then? Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking through, I mean, in the early days, we played the likes of North Shields, Runcorn, South Liverpool, Billingham Sinfonia, real South Liverpool. They used to be massive in non-league. Well, John Aldridge started there, didn't he? Yeah, his yeah. first club. Funny enough, everyone wondering about this. South Liverpool's ground uh, was where South Parkway Station in Liverpool is now. Yeah, the ground yeah. was basically there, and it was when they amalgamated two stations, which I think was uh, Allerton and Garston Station, into one big station, South Parkway. It disappeared basically. The car park essentially is where it was. Um, but yeah, they've actually they're actually back now in the uh, in the pyramid system at the very bottom, same level as Carlisle and Penrith, so they're just starting out. But yes, the, I mean not... the two that stand out sort of in the fifties and sixties are the Gravesend and Norfleet one, yes, which was sixty three, yeah, and then sixty four Crook Town, yeah. yeah. I mean the Gravesend one's famous, I and mean, that's the last time a non league team beat us at home in yeah. the FA Cup, 1-0 defeat. Because that cost uh, Ivor Powell his job, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think we'd only just won promotion like the season before, hadn't we, I think, yeah, I seem to yeah. remember. So that was quite a shocking result at the time, really, to lose to a team like Gravesend and Norfleet at that stage in the competition. Um, yeah, I mean, Crooktown as well, another one that really stands out. And after Crooktown, our next defeat wasn't until the 80s, wasn't it? 87. Yeah. When we lost 4-2 at Macclesfield Town. That was quite an infamous game as well, wasn't it? There is it? highlights of this on YouTube if, yeah. you, if you're brave enough to look. But it was an eventful game 
on and off the pitch. Yes, by all just, accounts. Let's just leave it that way, shall yeah. we? Um, after that, the last last time we lost to a non-league oh, no, team. It. I'm sorry I mentioned it because you were there. It was there. 20, 22 years ago last weekend, wasn't it? Ilkeston Town away. Yeah. The infamous game of Barry Thompson, wasn't it? Just... Uh, Wait, it came... Uh, like, move on. Just, it's baffling, wasn't it? Yeah, and it, when you watch it back, I mean, did, did, did I remember rightly, did Tony Hemmings play for Ilkeston in that game? I think he did, yeah. Because I think he got a move to Chester on the base of that game. And then obviously ends up with us the season yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always liked Tony Hemmings. I don't know why. I don't think he was the greatest player in the world, but I just had something I liked about him. But yeah, um, so yeah, that was a 2-1 defeat. Paul Harry scored our goal in that game. And yeah, Ilkeston uh, beating us. And it was, uh, I remember listening to it on Radio Cumbria and just thinking what a shambles we were at that point. And yeah, something never changed, just, I suppose. Oh, it was just, we were just terrible yeah. that day. I mean, since Paul, then... Paul Harry's actually scored an all right goal. Yeah, if you watch it back, because I think the highlights of that are on... Are they on... Yeah. Um, Jeff's channel, I think, on possibly, YouTube, possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, since then, generally we've had very good performances in the in the FA Cup. I mean, just before that, we obviously beat Shepshed Dymano six nil in the FA Cup. That's our joint best uh, result in the FA Cup, I think, isn't it? Uh, yeah, alongside tip, Tipton. Tipton Town. Yeah, the day when uh, Gary Medine scored four and Zoko scored two. We also put six past Billingham Symphonia in fifty six, yeah. but they they got one back. Yeah, they did. Um... Yeah, I mean, since then, I mean, the nearest we've come to the defeat was probably the Hayes and Yedding game last season, where obviously yeah, yeah. Big John saved us from embarrassment there, didn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. In the, at the death. Um, I mean, bar that, I mean, probably the next nearest would be the Greys one, which that's if, a famous if, one. If if you look at recent years, I went to Welling. Did you do Welling? I can't remember. I didn't. I was in Madrid that no. week, and I watched yeah, it on I'd, the, online. I'd, yeah. I'd, I did Welling. That was comfortable. You did St. Albans, which... Once we put our foot down, yeah. it was comfortable. Yeah. We both watched Dulwich last year on telly. You know, that was comfortable. Yeah. It should be comfortable, but yeah. it's Carlisle United and we're in shocking form. So The, the difference with those games is we generally, we, even allowing for the Dulwich one where we were, we weren't totally rubbish that season under yeah, Presley, yeah. but we weren't great. But the ones where we struggled, I mean, looking, Grey's Athletic, we were really struggling that season, and we were lucky that the, there was a floodlight. Floodlight, wasn't there? Yeah, they were going to beat us that time, weren't we? We played yeah. on the second round day in the end. The, the, the replay, the replayed replay, and actually Gary Bedeen got us out of trouble in the home leg, didn't he? He scored a late equaliser in that game, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And and Boreham Wood, when I mean, they took the lead in extra time, didn't they? They were going to take a two 0 lead, and Super Greg Fleming made a penalty save, didn't he, in that game? I was at Euro Disney when we had that replay. Yeah, I, I remember listening to it on the radio and mm. them going mad when it was saved. And yeah, they obviously the behaviour of their uh, squad after the game's infamous, yeah. to say the least. Um, yeah. But yeah, you look back to some interesting ties down the years, isn't there? I mean, the Telford's another one that was close. And I remember the, the, re- the replay. If you watch it on YouTube, the keeper gets sent off, doesn't he? I think for descent. Yeah, and outfield yeah. players to go and nuts. And obviously the games in the 90s that were moved back in the days when non-league clubs were allowed to move their games, weren't yeah, they? Obviously, no, Nosley at Everton, Geisley yeah. at Bradford. I mean, Nosley don't even now. exist. Nosley don't even yeah. exist as a club anymore. It's incredible, isn't it? So yeah, um, lots of interesting ties against non-league clubs down the years. So uh, hopefully this weekend's won't be one of them, will it? That's, that's nice and comfortable is what we're really hoping for. So let's talk about Horsham themselves, Dan. Um, first time we've ever played them, either a competitive or even a friendly fixture. They're based in Horsham in West Sussex. Uh, that's about 
18 miles north of Brighton and 8 miles west of Crawley, if you're into your geography. Um, they play in the Isthmian Pre- League Premier Division. Now, that's step seven in the pyramid. That's one level below National League South and one above the equivalent Northern level that Workington play at, to give you an idea of what sort of standard we're playing against this weekend. Um, yeah, their cup form this season has been quite incredible, hasn't it? It has, hasn't it? I, I, when we were researching, I, I dug it up and... Uh... They've they've actually played seven games yeah. in four rounds because they've had three replays. Mm. They've seen off Haywards, Kingstonian, Eastbourne Borough, and National League side Woking along the way, and they beat Woking without a replay. They got a late winner in that game, and uh, the lad from uh, the Ladi Ami was saying like the last five or ten minutes of that game was just awful to watch because they were just sitting <laughs> back and like hold yeah. on to this for dear life basically. And they, as he said as well. Each each round, they've beaten a team from one level higher. That's worrying, isn't it, at the end of this game? That doesn't really fill you with confidence. What I would say is, in contrast, their league form's been dreadful this season, hasn't it? I mean, worse than ours, which is, is telling. They've um, they've managed just one win all season, and they sit second bottom of the table. The goal difference isn't that bad, though. It's only minus eight in 11 games. It does suggest they're not getting battered by teams, doesn't it? It's a lot of narrow defeats in that, I'd imagine. So... Pretty tight for them. Um, their manager is Dominic Di Paolo. Uh, he took over as manager in back in 2015, and he's overseen a huge turnaround of fortunes, hasn't he, Dan, for the Hornets? I mean, when he took over, they dropped to Sussex County League level, and I think that's about step nine, boss. It might even be step ten. Yeah, yeah. It's very, in fact, no, it would be... I think it would be step nine. Yeah, it'd be step nine they dropped to. Uh, he got them promoted, I think, as champions in the first season back, and then... Uh, couple of years that he got them promoted again back to the level they're at now so um yeah back in the Eastman league premier division hopefully they'll manage to keep themselves up this season as john from the lady army said star man charlie harris probably their midfielder he began his career at brighton hove albion spent the season at barnsley unusually and then he uh moved to the southeast non-league circuit and uh He's been at Horsham since 2018. He's a cultured midfielder with a decent set piece on him. So we've got to hope we don't give away any silly free kicks near the edge of the box, really. And absolutely on cue, we're going to do that at the weekend now, aren't we? No yeah. said that. <laughs> Be absolutely typical Carl United. Um, current form-wise in the league, they're currently second bottom of the form table as they are in the actual table. Their record in the league is drawn, lost for, drawn, lost, basically. So, or dr- free, yeah. sorry. So... So yeah, not not great at the moment, but I mean, I'm, I'm expecting a tough challenge. I'm expecting a team. They by all accounts like to play a bit of football, don't they? So they'll certainly they've, enjoy playing at Brunton Park. They've got nothing to lose if they enjoy playing football. They're going to enjoy playing at Brunton Park because yeah. it's you know a snooker table, and like they've got nothing to lose. You know, have a why not have a go? Yeah, uh, 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 that sort of team, you're better getting hoofed five nil having a go than sitting tight for a one one all. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get us wrong, I know they'd like a replay, but... Yeah, they're better off having a go, getting a goal, and then sitting on it, basically. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's what they do. Just maybe leave one up and try and hit you on the counter. Yeah. Not that I want to give them any ideas or anything, but, you know, they, <laughs> they, 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 they should know if they've got any sense that when we go behind in games, we don't come back. It yeah. doesn't happen. Uh, let's talk about United then, Dan. Uh, injury-wise, Josh Dixon and Max Norman both definitely out. Um, Brendan Dickinson, a slight doubt of his dead leg, maybe? I would probably rest him. I yeah. don't see the point in rushing him back, given the level of opposition. Yeah, it might be a physical game. You don't know, do you? So you don't want to risk yeah. him getting it, making yeah. it worse. Um, be 
big decision to make, really, isn't it, for, for Milan? I know he's not hinted he's going to pick his strongest team, but he's not made clear if he's going to make it. I mean, surely after after last weekend, you look and say, well, that wasn't my strongest team, so I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to pick them again. So that, that does leave him open to making plenty of changes, possibly. Um, you would expect changes after last week. Do you go wholesale? No, wholesale, sorry. I mean, any side we put out in this game should win. But we shouldn't underestimate them at the same time. That's that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, what would you do in terms of making any changes? Uh, like I've already said, I would play Riley and Divine in the middle. Mm-hmm. I, given that Dickinson could, you you could rest. I'd give Lewis Bell a game. If if he's that good, bloody playing a lot. I I was saying this with with John last night as well. If he's supposedly as good as as Holdsworth is claiming he is. Why is he not playing? Why can't he yeah. make the matchday squad sometimes? Yeah, yeah. That suggests to me he's actually not that good or they've got too excited by him, which yeah. I don't want to say that because I, I don't, I've, I've not seen enough of the lads. I know I've seen him play at Sheffield United. He looked okay. He looked solid. But it suggests to me that they've got a bit ahead of themselves and, and made the kid out to be better than he is, which isn't fair on him. It doesn't give him time to develop. I would, uh, I'd persevere with Clough, but I would play... And depending if Young's allowed or play the fish, sod it, play. You know what? I hundred percent agree. I play Fishburne in because this game. he's he's been playing similar levels for Lancaster. It's exactly the did. same level, isn't it? Basically, yeah. look look what he did. Yeah. Uh, defensively, I would probably play Feeney and Dinsey just as as a thing to those that played last week to say you're not good enough. You're not playing yeah. this week. Make them want to get back in, but. Yeah. We we could we could probably give a hundred different lineups. We're not going to know till two o'clock, are we? No, we're not. I mean, personally, obviously, I'd stick with Howard in net. I wouldn't even take any risk of playing Jensen no, just because no, it's no, a cup game. No. I mean, we just need to get that established. Who's number one here? Jensen will get his game in the Peter Trophy in the midweek, yeah. unless he, he has a hissy fit because he's not playing in the cup. And in which case, all right, play Gabriel then in that game. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter because um, we're through that stupid competition. Um, yeah, I play Howard in net. I probably would stick with Meller at right back, Armour at left back. I don't even really got much choice there. That's the problem. Uh, Centre backs, Feeney. Oh, I can't even say this, but I think I'd still probably stick with McDonald because I just don't think Dinsey is any good. And I'm worried if, if he gets bullied by a, a non league centre yeah. forward and yeah. it doesn't go well. Suddenly the pressure's then on like, well, my God, we sign a player who can't even do it against seventh well, he just, he just, level he just players. back at the end of December then, doesn't he? Yeah. That, that's what worries me. I would almost say to McDonald, this is your last chance saloon. Yeah. This really is your last chance, otherwise you're out in January because that wasn't good yeah. enough last week. That's the way I'd approach it, personally. In yeah. midfield, I'd, obviously you'd stick with Gibson on the right. In mid-centre, I'd probably stick with Guy, to be honest. I'd go Guy and Riley in there. On the left... I'd play, char- I'd play charters. There's an argument to play charters ahead yeah. of Bell, possibly. He's solid. He's yeah. solid. He can do a job there. He'd be, yeah. he'd be fine. He's not playing against league players. It might give him a little yeah. bit more confidence. And up front, like, yeah, I'd, I'd play Clough and I'd, I'd play the Fish or Young, one of those two. Yeah. And like I said, I, I mean, Abraham's when I use him. I'd... Well, he could slice the half-time oranges or something. Maybe put it up on his TikTok or if he's got out like that, you know. Yeah. Bit of banter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, more and more I see him on as well. I'm not 100% convinced about him as no, a player either. No, he's not good either. enough. He's not good enough. And he, that's, that's not being harsh on the lad. He's, 
he reeks of a National League South player to me, based yeah. on what we've seen. Yeah, he, he... it'll be it'll be at Dulwich Hamlet or Hampton and Richmond in a couple of years. Yeah, or like someone like Chorley or something like that if he's up north and yeah. stuff like that. It's just he just everything so far. He just, he's he's so raw. He's a player who, who probably, when he left Everton, should have gone to a league club at that point and not gone to QPR and sit in the under-23s. That's what he should Come have Come on, done. then. Let's have, an, let's have predictions. Come on. After all I've said... Oh, no, actually, you go first. You go first. Go on. I'm going to go for a 3-0 victory. Mm-hmm. I think the first half will be tight. Could It could even be 0-0 at half-time. Maybe 1-0. Yeah. But I would like to think, after an hour, 60, 60 70 minutes the fitness and professionalism would kick in. Uh, I'm going to go for goal scorers. Riley, if he plays, to prove a point type thing. I think Clough will get a free kick and ping it in. And Gibson deserves a goal. So you you, you said you want Fish to start, but you're not backing him to score in your prediction? Or well, you just it, think it he depends won't? if he plays, but I think he'll make a good nuisance of himself. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to go for 4-1. Um, I, I can see them scoring. I reckon they'll get a free kick and score. Um, mm. But for us, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Riley like you, Clough, Charters and The Fish. That's how I'm going to go for with goals on mine. Uh, Mike has sent us his prediction as well. Let's hear what Mike's got to say. It's a bit of a weird with this weird one, this one, because um, quite a few fans are worried that the underdogs are going to pull off an upset. But I'm actually hoping that we do win, um, and I'm going to go for a one nil win um, with. I go Lewis Alessandra with the goal. Thanks, Mike, for sending that from inside your microwave uh, this afternoon. <laughs> weird one, isn't it? It must be in work, I'm guessing. But uh, but yeah, no, uh, tight tight result. Mike's going for us, isn't he? He's not mm. he's not fancying the goals much, is he? So there you I go. hope it is an 89th. I hope not. Bloody hell, that that would be painful to watch, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't imagine they'd be getting many cheers if it was an 89th minute mm. winner to get, win one nil for us when they leave the pitch. Uh, let's do the XL then, Dan. Uh, not quite as busy this week, but still a fair few. Yeah, a few bits and bobs. Uh, Andy Cook scored for Bradford in a decent mm. one-all draw with Forrest Green. Uh, Angelo Balanta scored again for Dagenham in a two-all draw with Chesterfield, which is a decent result. He gets knocked, but he's scoring again. Harry McCurdy, Swindon, in the 3-1 win at Oldham. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Paddy Madden scored for Stockport. George Glendon's becoming a regular, isn't he? Yeah, he's getting Scored a few. for Chester in the 3-2 defeat at Southport. Uh, Joe Garner finally scored for Fleetwood in their free all first draw. goal for them? I think it is because oh, there is a Garner being scored in. But, but it's, it's Jed. Jed or something, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cole Stockton got a goal. He, he'd quietened up for a couple of weeks. Uh, Nick Anderton scored the winner yeah. for Bristol Rovers in the 1-0 win. Uh, David, David Amu scored a late goal in Port yeah. Vale's big win at Crawley. Uh, Max Hunt got sent off for Yeovil in the nil-nil draw at Solihull. Uh, James Tavernier scored a lovely goal for Rangers. Mm. It really was a nice goal. I know I'm slightly biased, but it was a <laughs> lovely goal. And uh, Jack Bridge scored for Southend in the 4-1 win over Dover. It's a big win for Southend, though, isn't it? Because they've yeah. really struggled this season. Just I, on, I, I, on Anderton. I, I think it shows how bad Dover are as well. Yeah, yeah. Just on Anderton. Never thought we'd say this, would we? But God, what we could have done with him right? at the really? moment, really. I think even him as captain yeah. or someone a bit, bit more vocal, maybe in there. It's, it's it tells you a lot, doesn't it? 
couple yeah. other bits of news. Uh, Adam mm. Collin is the head of goalkeeping coaching in Mansfield's Academy, yeah. which kind of suits him because he lives in the area yeah, yeah. and he does coaching anywhere, but he's still playing for his team. Yeah. And Anthony Sweeney is caretaker boss at Hartlepool yeah. after Dave Challoner went to Stockport. I mean, that, that's such an indication of the financial disparity between the National League and League Two at the moment, isn't yeah. it, really? The fact that Hartlepool are having a decent season and then a return to the EFL. And Dave Challoner's basically gone to, Hart, to back to his old club, Stockport, yeah. because they're, they're offering an incredible amount of money to him, basically, in a longer deal that, f- that Football League Club can't compete with. He won't, <sighs> be the, he won't be the first, he won't be the last, will he? No, he certainly won't. Certainly won't. Well, that's it for this week then, Dan. Um, thanks once again to our sponsors, The London Branch. Um, remember, you can subscribe to the podcast uh, through all good podcast apps, Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere like that. And if you if you can all any of those apps, please do leave us a five-star review. Really do appreciate it. We've got some great feedback on there. Um, and also, you can follow us on social media at Brunton Bugle on Twitter. Search for Brunton Bugle on Facebook. Um, we're also on the Be Just and Fear Not Facebook group, and we also post on the Cumberlands.net message board. Um, before we talk about upcoming episodes, got to give a mention to uh, the people who have supported us, Dan. Really, really appreciate this. We we obviously started this thing on ACAST that you can basically, you can make a small contribution to us, basically, to help us with our running costs. And it, the London branch has covered, done really well for us. They've covered us a lot in terms of our hosting costs for this season. That was brilliant. But obviously, there's still some studio costs and other bits on top of that, and uh I think the host of the web URL as well and things like that. Um, so they cost us a little bit, but we've had, it's been brilliant, hasn't it, Dan? We've had enough to cover us about three or four months of the studio, basically, from maybe five or six individuals, which is brilliant. Like, I didn't expect, because yeah. we'd really, be happy. Really appreciated, if, if isn't you, it? If you chuck in like two or three quid, hugely appreciate that. We're not demanding it. If you want to keep listening for free and enjoying it, brilliant. No issues there at all, but... Fantastic to get so many people uh, helping us in that way. And uh, we've, we've put the link up on social media. We'll stick it up again next week. So if you want to chip us a little bit our way, feel free. If you don't, that's fine. No issues at all. Yeah. Upcoming episodes, Dan. We've got the Barrow preview next week, haven't we? So that'll be a, an think, interesting think, one. Uh, did we say Mike's probably doing that one? I think Mike's going to do that one, yes. But what we yeah. are going to do next week, hopefully, if we can pin down a time where all three of us are available... We're going to do that one on the state of the club. We're going to do our yeah. special. I think the idea I've got in my head, Dan, I'm not sure about you, but I think we're going to split into three or four parts. So we'll be focusing on uh, the ownership slash succession, whatever the hell you want to call it issue. Uh, the trust issue, because that is an issue, no doubt about it. We've got a sports trust that's just limp at the moment. Um, the ground issue, because again, that's something that really holds back Cal United, Brunton Park, as much as we love the place. And basically just the general setup of the club issue, I think, and various bits to do with that. So mm. plenty to, to discuss in that episode, I think. And we'll be asking for your views on that as well, definitely. So. We, we could maybe release that when it's second round of the cup weekend after Horsham of <laughs> and a giant. After team. we're knocked out, so yeah. So you've got something to listen to. Oh, God. You, don't, <laughs> don't even joke about it because you know that's going to happen mm. now you've said that. You've... Uh, you very much jinxed it. Um, but yeah, that's it. Thanks everyone for listening as usual. Thanks Dan for joining me. Uh, hopefully, cup success of weekend. Up the blues. Up the blues.